Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From the start, Andy Nash thought British contractor Simon Reed was her cup of tea. I really felt like I was falling for him in a very short amount of time. But just as the party was getting started, Simon vanished. We were shocked. We didn't know if he was dead, if he was missing. And as the pieces of Simon's life fell into place... I knew that was Simon, and I almost fell off the chair. Andy was forced to realize that the gent she loved... We all wanted to confront him. ...had never really existed at all. I was so devastated. I could barely speak, and I was just kind of in shock. When it comes to love and marriage, things aren't always as they seem. They say there are plenty of fish in the sea, but Andy Nash always seemed to come up empty-handed. I was 34. I had had a series of relationships. I was engaged twice. But uh, nothing had really stuck, nothing seemed to work out. So by June of 2008, the Minneapolis local decided she was done fishing in shallow waters. I think Andy was looking for a life mate, you know, someone she could be in a long-term relationship with. And one day that month, Andy got her first bite. A friend of mine who was doing some online dating came across a profile that she thought I'd like. Andy joined the website and soon found herself browsing the profile named Loving a Full Life. His name is Simon Reed. There was a picture of him with a dog, and he was handsome, and I believe it said he was looking for a serious relationship. Ready to test the waters, Andy sent Simon a brief message, and just days later, she got a response that had her grinning from ear to ear. He just sent me a quick, friendly email saying, I'd love to get together for tea or something sometime. We ended up arranging to meet, and we actually met at a pub. 
I felt like for a first date, there was a lot of chemistry. The attraction seemed mutual, as Simon opened up about events from his past. He had been married before in England, and he said he had been in the States about seven years. Simon told Andy that he owned part of a construction company. He was very charming, very friendly, outgoing, very easy to get along with. Simon seemed like a great catch, and as the following week went by, Simon and Andy began making plans for a second date, when suddenly Simon called with shocking news. A drunk driver had apparently plowed through his fence and hit the front of his house. He was pretty frustrated about all the damages and the construction work they'd have to do. In the meantime, he was going to be staying with a friend of his. Even without a roof over his head, Simon continued to court Andy. Just days later, he took her on a romantic picnic. When we got in his truck at the beginning of the second date, he handed me a letter. In the letter, Simon said that he hadn't felt a connection like this with anyone in a long time. And the letter closed with, I know it's a bit early and, you know, we, we don't know each other that well, but I really feel like I'm falling in love with you. I was really, was starting to fall for him in a big way as well. For Andy, this was the whirlwind romance she'd been waiting for. But Simon would prove to be slippery when wet, and he would disappear from her life just as swiftly as he had entered it. Two months later, in August of 2008, Andy Nash was beside herself with worry. She had been expecting Simon for dinner that night, but he was nowhere to be found. I had spent the night texting Simon, and the next day, I woke up, looked at my phone, no messages. One day passed, and then another, with no word from Simon. He had disappeared for a day or two before, but to Andy, something about this time felt strangely different. I had a feeling in the pit of my stomach that something horrible happened to him. He could be dead, he could be injured. As the days passed, Andy had no idea if she would ever see her boyfriend again. Little did she know that fate was about to bring Simon back in the most unexpected way. Nobody really had any idea what was going on. I would have never thought something like this would happen to someone that I know. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Janice from Warner Brothers Discovery. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for your year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like are you an overbuyer or an underbuyer, a morning person or a night person, abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. In June of 2008, two months before Andy Nash's boyfriend Simon Reed went missing, her relationship with the handsome Englishman was in full swing. The relationship with Simon was progressing really fast. He was right there with me and he was always saying, you know, how happy he was and how excited he was to have met me. Simon seemed nothing short of perfect and Andy delighted in showing him off to her close friends. I thought he was completely charming, very outgoing, just an all-around genuine nice guy. Andy looked forward to a summer of love. And as the 4th of July weekend approached, Andy and Simon made plans to see the fireworks. But that evening, when Simon didn't show up, Andy became concerned. Andy was worried, and she was kind of upset. and She was afraid something happened to him because it was so out of character for him not to call. I didn't hear from Simon until the next day. He called me, apologized profusely, and said that he actually had had an accident at the work site. He had fallen from the roof of a building he was working on, and he had to go to the emergency room. Although initially upset, Andy felt her anger melt away as Simon pleaded for her forgiveness. I felt bad for him. I was like, I'm sorry I was so angry about it. I'm sorry that I overreacted. And if Simon felt the need to apologize further, he let his wallet do the talking. One day, Simon showed up at my apartment and said, you know, I would like to take you shopping today. When all was said and done, he ended up spending $500. As the hours turned into days, the charming boyfriend Andy had fallen for seemed to be back. But Simon wasn't done wowing Andy just yet. 
At dinner one night, he made a romantic confession. Simon looked at me and said, you won't be my girlfriend forever. I am the marrying kind. And that was pretty much what I wanted to hear from him. Andy thought she had finally hooked her perfect mate. The relationship definitely was a whirlwind romance. I really felt like I was falling for him in a very short amount of time. But just when everything seemed too good to be true, Simon's bad luck would strike once again. Simon called me one day. He was frantic. His dog had just been hit by a car, and he was rushing his dog to the vet, you know, just called me so I would know what was going on. A dog lover herself, Andy understood Simon's heartache. They were doing surgery on him, trying to save him. So it was pretty tense. I was pretty worried, and he was, you know, texting me throughout the night. Simon promised to check back in throughout the day. But as the hours rolled past, Andy received no further word from her man. I texted him, just please get in touch, let me know what's happening, I'm worried about you, I'm worried about the dog. Over a day later, after multiple unanswered messages, Simon finally resurfaced on Andy's doorstep. He looked exhausted, but Andy was ready for some answers. I was pretty angry, and he was like, wait, back off a little bit. I, I can't handle being yelled at. I've had a horrible few days. And I said, look, I don't like you going silent like this. It kind of makes me panic. Simon was very apologetic when Andy told him that he needed to communicate better. And, you know, of course, he promised he would do so. Simon Reed appeared to be a man of his word. But sometimes, promises are impossible to keep. I had no idea where he was. I didn't know what had happened. I just felt completely used. We all had our own suspicions that something wasn't quite right. By the summer of 2008, Andy Nash was once again consoling her boyfriend of two months, Simon Reed. Simon's latest emergency was an injured dog that had caused him not to return any of Andy's messages for almost two days. He did seem to be genuinely sorry. He stayed over for a little bit and he ended up having to leave early in the morning. He seemed to be really in a hurry. But as dusk settled into night, Simon Reed was once again nowhere to be found. The next day, I woke up, looked at my phone, no messages, no texts, and I thought, something definitely isn't right this time. I was worried about him that something had happened, but given his track record, it just seemed really sketchy at that point. When another day came and went without a peep from Simon, Andy's worry turned to anger. I figured out I didn't know Simon Reed at all. I didn't know where he really lived. I didn't know a lot of things about him. Andy wasn't sure what to think. Until a day later, when she got an answer, she never expected. My cell phone rang. There was a woman on the phone and she said, is this Andy? Is Simon with you? And I said, no, I, I don't know where he is. I've been looking for him. Do you know anything? And she said, uh, no, I'm actually looking for him too. I'm Simon's wife. It was like being punched in the stomach. It was such a blow. 
Andy tried to keep her composure as Simon's suspicious behavior suddenly became clear. His wife said that on 4th of July, when he had supposedly fallen off a building, she and Simon had actually gone out of town to see some of her relatives that day. Simon's wife also informed Andy that no drunk driver had ever crashed into their home, nor had their dog been involved in any sort of accident. It seemed that Andy's boyfriend was nothing more than a charming liar. Andy called me crying, and I was in complete shock. I just kept thinking, how dare he? What kind of person does that to someone else? All of a sudden, you know, with one phone call, everything was over. It was a big shock to my system. After a long cry and a big glass of wine, Andy decided the best way to get closure with Simon Reed was where their relationship started, online. I'd had a blog going for quite a few years, so I took to my blog and I put up a picture of Simon and I said, this is Simon Reed, this is what he's done, just watch out for him. And it was very cathartic. Andy hoped her blog would help other women wise up to Simon's lies. And just nine months later, Andy would learn that her actions had indeed paid off. One day I got a comment that said, my name is Joe, I live in England, I've actually just been done in by Simon Reed." Also a victim of Simon's tall tales, Joe had come across Andy's blog during an internet search. As the two women exchanged emails, pieces of the Simon Reed puzzle began to fall into place. He had fled to the UK after ditching me and his wife. And Joe was living in England, had met Simon, and she gave him money to start up his rock climbing business. I offered him the use of my card, which people may consider foolish, but when you think you're getting married, at some point you share money and you share bank accounts. And that's what I thought we were doing. But before Joe knew it, Simon had disappeared and taken around $26,000 of her money with him. It was almost kind of a relief to have, you know, oh, I'm not the only one that this happened to. Both Joe and Andy wondered how many other women could be out there. And they wouldn't have to wait long. Another email was about to set an entire ambush plan in motion. There was no hesitation for catching Simon. The last thing he expected was to have these women find each other and come together and pounce. By the summer of 2010, two years after Simon Reed had mysteriously disappeared on his girlfriend, Andy Nash, Andy had good reason to still be thinking about her ex. I decided to put everything out there on my blog. And I got an interesting email from a woman in England called Joe. She had been swindled out of a lot of cash from Simon. Joe's email had been shocking, but what came next was the biggest surprise of all. The next time I heard from anyone, it was roughly about a year later. There was another comment on my blog from someone new named Nicola saying, oh my God, I think I'm dating this guy right now. I thought Simon was a trustworthy guy until about maybe three weeks into our relationship. I started to think that I didn't really know who Simon was and I decided that I would start to do an internet search. 
As soon as I put Minnesota and his name into the search engine, he popped up on Sandy's blog. Since Nicola lived in England with Simon's current information, and Joe had been desperately trying to track him down, Andy introduced the two women over email. Once Sandy gave me Joe's contact information, we chatted on the phone, and then we made a plan that we would meet up and somehow catch Simon out. But before the women could begin hatching their plan, another shocking encounter would leave them speechless. The friend that I'd been with the night I found Simon on the internet, she had spoken to her friend of hers, and her friend said, oh, hold on a minute, I think my friend is dating Simon too. The woman's name was Laura, and not only was she dating Simon, but she lived right down the street from Nicola. With Joe's consent, Nicola immediately went to talk to Laura. I took my camera and I said to her, I'll just show you a picture of me and Simon. And she just looked at the picture and she said, yeah, that's my Simon. Nicola asked Laura if she would like to be involved in their plan to unmask Simon. Laura was straight away, yeah, I want to be in on it. How could you do this to me? The women knew that action was key if they wanted to catch the elusive Simon. That same night, their plan took shape. We hatched a plan to meet Simon at Laura's house because she was due to see him the following night. Nicola then arranged for a journalist friend to videotape the entire confrontation. I, I was kind of wishing that I could be there too. It sounded very dramatic and exciting. On August 5th, 2010, the women gathered at Laura's house in nervous anticipation of Simon's arrival. My son sat in the car outside with the mobile and was warning us when he walked up the street. Simon came in, I think he generally just let himself in and she greeted him, you know, with a normal like kiss and, you know, how's your day, darling? And she asked him to go through and put the kettle on. But as Simon came through the kitchen door, he got the surprise of his life. As he saw me, he just stopped in his tracks and just said, oh, hello. Hello. And then the cameraman said, is there anyone else that we should know about? And Simon said, no. And then he heard footsteps behind him and he turned around to see Joe. But you could see his heart beating quite a lot through his T-shirt. And I think really he just looked really pathetic. I paid £350 for your gym membership. I gave you 1400 quid out of my credit card. I can't go on a holiday this year because I don't have any money. As the women grilled Simon for the next two hours, the man who had once seemed impossible to pin down was now surprisingly stagnant. He'd never once asked to leave in all that time. Simon said that he basically didn't know why he does the things that he does. You're saying sorry to any of you is like stupid. No, because she's not sorry. I don't really know what the truth is for me anymore. Couldn't give us any answers. I suppose you want to think that you were the special one out of everybody there, that he must have loved you a little bit more than them, but he didn't... He tries to keep us all happy by telling us things that we want to hear, knowing that he can't fulfil any of the things that he tells you he's going to do. Other than being a liar, Simon claimed he was an innocent man. 
Simon actually asked after the two hours for the police to be called. I think at that point, I mean, are the police coming? I think Simon was willing to turn himself in because possibly he'd hit all of his lies had come out. I don't go into it to con people. There, you do, I don't. I think probably at that point, he didn't think he'd actually done anything legally wrong. But Simon Reed was wrong. The video evidence showed him confessing to borrowing money from Joe with the promise to pay her back from investments he never really had. Police immediately arrested Simon and charged him with fraud. I think that justice was served, but to be honest, it won't stop him from doing it again. In November of 2010, Simon Reed was arraigned in Plymouth, England on fraud by deception charges. And in March of 2011, he was sentenced to 30 months in jail. Thousands of miles away, Andy Nash felt a sense of closure. I feel that it's a just punishment. I can say that I hope he learns a lesson from it, but I don't really know if that's possible. If you do no, love, just, don't do the stuff you do. I don't oh, think no. I know what love is. Today, Andy Nash has moved well beyond Simon Reed. I've learned from this experience, if someone seems too good to be true, they probably are. More importantly, Andy didn't allow her experience with Simon to sour her search for a life partner. I'm with a man now who's he's wonderful, he's charming, he's nice, but most importantly, he's not married. Across the pond, Simon's other ladies have also moved forward. I fought the credit card company. In the end, I probably lost about 5,000 pounds. So that's not, not as bad as 17,000, which is what it was. I think the good things that came out of this, karma can, uh, can catch up with anyone. So be careful. <laughs> Nickelodeon was kid everything. But that marked one of the darkest chapters. Three predators worked at Nickelodeon. It made me wonder who was being hurt. Quiet on set. An ID true crime event. Sunday, March 17th at 9 on ID and stream on Max.